0: Sarah Shearer is an accomplished author with a passion for storytelling that spans two decades, culminating in the release of her debut novel, Incandescent Magic Unknown, and her recent work Moonrise, a collection of original poems and illustrations reflecting on her journey towards improved mental health. And Sarah is with us here. How are you today? I am good. Thanks for asking. So what was your kind of journey as a writer and what inspired you to start writing?
2: I mean, it would go back to when I was maybe about 10 years old and I first realized I had any kind of talent, I guess you could say, for yeah. writing. Um, wrote a short story and a prompt for school and one of my teachers made it out to be like such a huge deal. And that was kind of the first time I realized that I could be good at anything. I've always had very low self-esteem. So I was like, oh, writing, writing, I could do, I could do this. Um, so I, I started using that as an outlet Um. To express myself and, uh, you know, dig a little bit deeper in the things that maybe I was too shy to say ever in person. Mm -hmm. So it was a a way to um, explore myself and... Uh, find (laughs) find myself really (laughs) yeah
0: your book Incandescent Magic Unknown took you nearly 20 years of writing and rewriting so what kept you motivated and committed to that project and writing generally I suppose for such a long time
2: yeah, so that one I had originally written when I was, I guess, about about 10 years old, um, maybe 12 years old. And it was, at first, just an excuse to use the computer because I shared a computer with my sister at the time and I didn't like her hogging it, so I needed an excuse to use it. <laughs> um, and then I kind of enjoyed it and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to start from scratch. I like these characters. I'll just rewrite it again. And then I rewrote again and then I was like, okay, there's still a lot of problems here I could fix this I could do better so I wrote it again and uh over the years I kind of kept coming back to it tweaking things here and there and it was just never perfect there was always something wrong either with the plot or I felt like I wasn't um doing enough for the characters like maybe they were too bland and so finally like in in recent years again like there's like breaks like of maybe years between each of these rewrites (laughs) and i kind of had like an epiphany about like one of the characters um got inspired by some music from an artist that i really like and i was like oh this is the character this is this is my my main male lead like I got to go in and redo this again. And so uh, kind of with that last piece, I felt like everything fell into place and it was finally ready.
0: You mentioned about worrying about some of the characters being a bit bland. So how do you approach character development in your books?
2: So with the Incandescent series, it's always been like very, very important to me that the characters feel like real. And I have a very emotional attachment to each of them because I've known them for 20 years in developing them. And so they are it sounds daft but they are actually my friends like <laughs> yeah. i know them um and so i have a very strong connection with them so i try to make sure that you know each of them have their own arc in the books that you can't pull one of them out and the story would still be the same that they each bring something to it um and so making sure that they're all unique And relatable to the reader
0: And that's a good sign that even you believe in the characters Because you invented them It will be very convincing to the reader And how much of that do you think is sort of crucial To the success of the series?
2: It's very much a character-driven series Like there's, you know, it's a urban fantasy series So there is, it's magic And there's like these big grandiose things going on But when it comes down to it It really is about the characters and their journey and their friendship and this kind of found family, um, dynamic and finding friends for life and using that as a support structure during times of grief, times of triumph, um, so I, I think it is something that definitely reads through, that pulls through more so than magic. It's in the title, but it's more so about friendship than magic.
0: <laughs> Moonrise, your most recent work, features a mm-hmm. collection of original poems and illustrations that express your journey to mental health improvement. So what was it that inspired that work?
2: Sure. So yeah, that one is a, quite a departure from the previous book. Like It's two very different very different genres. But um, I've always been interested in poetry. I've been writing that since I was maybe 15 years old. Um, just another outlet where instead of creating these big grandiose fantasy worlds that I can be a little bit more honest about myself. And I was struggling a lot with mental health in the last few years, and it kind of kept declining. Um and I realized that I had to make some changes because I couldn't continue going on the way I was. Um, so I started, you know, seeing a therapist. I started making um, decisions to put myself first, um, actively trying to make my life better. And one of the outlets I used was art therapy, both with painting and with poetry, and decided to take the uh, poetry that I was creating and some of the artwork and put it together into a book to publish. Um, Why while- Want to get that out because you know i've had a lot of that trapped within myself so it was good to put it out there for people to read yeah to enjoy either on a surface level or if there's other people out there who might be suffering um with similar issues that it, it might resonate with them and let them know that they're not alone and give them that sense of hope that there's others out there and people who want to help them improve and that there is a chance to improve
0: and for the sort of content of the poems how much of it is based on your own experiences with mental health and how much of it is maybe general stuff or inspired by other things?
2: Sure. So um, it's all completely personal. It's kind of telling this big overarching story from when I was at my worst until about last year. Um, So, you know, when it's getting bad, it's getting worse. And then at my lowest point, and then slowly starting to pick myself up again. So it is completely all personal. So it, it might not resonate with everybody, but I think everyone can take something out of it. I think everyone can identify with at least one part of the journey here or there. And I do do a lot of it using metaphors. So even if people aren't looking to identify it, they can still enjoy some of them at a surface level. So like I have a poem about... Um, old leftovers in the back of my fridge and opting to leave them there instead of cleaning it and it's getting gross and worse and disgusting. And eventually I have to clean it so I can use my Tupperware container again. And so that one you can enjoy at the humorous level, but it's also a metaphor about me leaving my issues, um, in the, like the back of my mind and not wanting to deal with them until it gets gross and it's festering and then it's harder to deal with. So poems can be enjoyed, um, on either level, either surface level or, Looking deeper.
0: Yeah. Now you've got a background in communication and journalism. So do you think that's influenced your writing style and approach to storytelling?
2: Yeah, so that's something that people are often interested to see that I enjoy writing fiction so much, but that my my degree was for journalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> I certainly enjoy like every form of writing, which is why I had gravitated towards the journalistic degree, as opposed to like an English degree. Um, But I do also very much enjoy journalistic writing and like the nonfiction style of writing. So I used to do a very similar method in like planning out like when I'd be writing an essay and the way I would make like, my little breakdown of, you know, I'm going to talk about this and this and this and this and this. I do a very similar thing with any of my fiction work where I'm like, okay, these are my big plot points. And so now I got to break it down into chapters. So it it does a similar... Um, planning writing style even if the actual outcome is going to be vastly different <laughs> yeah
0: because your background is in journalism. do you think that kind of makes you better at the research element as a journalist you want to make sure it's based on facts and real stuff if you see what i mean
2: sure um that's you know actually a good point i hadn't considered before uh You know, in the journalistic classes I was taking that you have to do, you know, a lot of research and you always have to do at least three interviews with people. Um and Along the way with the characters for incandescent, I definitely did that a lot. Like I would actually like survey my friends to find out like information like how would you react to this and kind of using that to make sure that the characters were real? So I guess I didn't realize I was doing that, but I, yes. I, I was yeah <laughs> so I, I definitely took some kind of journalistic approach to some of it, and you know, doing a lot of research to make sure other elements, not just the characters, were for things that maybe I wasn't familiar about. Like I created an entire branch of government in the books wow. and I don't really know much about government. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I had to do some research to see how they function. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah so a lot of research that had to be done
0: and you've actually won some awards for your work in fiction poetry and english so how have these accolades shaped your confidence as a writer
2: yeah so those um the first one was actually for a poetry contest back when i was in sixth grade so i think that'd be oh gosh i don't know 13 years old 12 years old Mm. um and i had written a poem and i was like okay this is nice like i had a little bit of confidence still in my writing at that time but that was like the first time that um that someone else kind of verified it for me that i felt like you know that okay for sure someone of you know some kind of status has said yes this person can write poetry so i was like yes okay cool (laughs) it's not just my teachers trying to encourage me (laughs) um So that one was like the first one, and then uh, for middle school graduation over here, they give out like awards for like each of like the subjects, and I had received the one for the English award, and I was by no means a popular person in school. I very much felt like um, a fly on the wall, just a little, just hiding in the background. (laughs) I didn't like being attention at all. But that I was given that, that surprised me, because I'm like, you wouldn't have given this to maybe one of the other students who was better liked. But no, it was more about the integrity of it, that this is someone who's actually, you know, good at English and deserves it. So that was probably one of the biggest boosts of confidence. And then um, in college, I submitted one of my short stories just for fun to this little journal that we produced at my college, and um the writing staff had originally rejected the short story but then it got added in because it won the award for the short for the fiction um so that like completely caught me by surprise because i was on the editing staff so like i knew everything that was going along the way except for the winners so (laughs) also in the book the journal comes out and there's my poem i had won i was like oh (laughs) dang (laughs) So that was like a a big surprise, and um, you know, given like the critiques that I'd received from the fiction staff who had originally rejected it, and then seeing that it had gotten picked out and the reasons why it got picked out, it just kind of reinforced a lot of the things that I already thought about my writing, and so that has built up my confidence over the years as someone who does not have any confidence at all. It's it's been amazing to to kind of get those. those, can't think of the word but pretty much people (laughs) (laughs) validation i guess (laughs) yeah
0: now in addition to the incandescent series you're also working on a second separate series so what are you able to tell us about that project and what sets it apart from the first one
2: originally i had only intended incandescent to be a single standalone book and then i realized that there was more i could do with it so i opened up the ending to open it up for a trilogy but the the other one one I always knew was going to be a series um, revolving around kind of four main characters and then two mentors. So it's going to have a lot more characters. So I wanted to break it up into series to each book, kind of giving the perspective of each of those characters along the journey. Um, It's also going to be an urban fantasy one, looking at two parallel universes, one in a world with magic and one that's just our day and age. And then these four characters kind of bridging the gap between the two. Uh, and it had originally started as a a comic book I had been doodling when I was younger and I realized that that was not the medium for me. <laughs> so I thought, all right, well, I know I like writing as opposed to trying to draw it out in the panels where it felt kind of flat, where I can give it more depth in a, a novel format.
0: Well, what else is coming up other than that? Are there any more projects that you're working on?
2: Yeah, so I try to keep myself focused on only one at a time, um, which is why my I've had a kind of a delay working on the sequel to Incandescent because I put all my focus into Moonrise for like the past year Um, so I try not to divert my attention too much but I am always working on poetry in the background Um, but my primary focus at this time is going to be that sequel for Incandescent.
0: Excellent. Well where are we able to find all your books and poetry and projects everywhere and keep up to date with you?
2: Sure so uh, both my books are available on Amazon as well as other outlets. I'm working on getting it into more local bookstores because I always like pushing to support local businesses. So I've actually got it available um, coming at one of the shops here in my hometown, which is very exciting. But um, you can find out more information on my website, sarashare.com. You can follow me on any of my social medias. The handle is going to typically be Uh, author sarah share so you could follow instagram and youtube are my two biggest channels and i do put out videos on my youtube with um information along my journey about me as a writer about my publication process so it's a good fun time yes
0: (laughs) excellent well many thanks for talking to us today it's been great having you here
2: thanks for having me
1: hi Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Oh, yeah! Hey! Yay! Yeah. Hey, hey! The
2: throbbing post of Sounds of The Toby Gribben Show.